here's what Doug Ford's priority was on Friday. Bring in a police state to our province and then walk away from the seat of democracy, from, from the legislature. I was like, I was shocked when I heard from my house leader. I was stunned that they had the uh, audacity mm. to think that that is the responsible way to govern our province. Yeah, there were a lot of things that were announced on Friday that I think shocked people, like uh, the fact, and the government has reversed this decision, but kids couldn't play on playground structures anymore because of the third wave. They have also said that there'll be no more golfing until at least May 20th, no more tennis playing. Here to talk about the fact that professionals, recreational golfers, uh, golf course owners are calling on the provincial government to reverse the ruling when it comes to golf courses uh, is our next guest, Mike Kelly, Executive Director of Golf Ontario. Welcome to the show, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Mike, I know you've been on the line. Uh, you've been in meetings all day, virtual meetings. Give us an idea, first off, how many COVID cases can be traced back to golf courses throughout this pandemic? Uh, no, none cases. We, we, we're not aware of any. 20, 20 million rounds played last year. 20 million. Um, and no, none cases. And, I, and I'll tell you why. It's because the protocols that our golf facilities follow are rock solid. And we proved that in 2020. And many golf courses, as you know, um, had already opened. So proved it again in early 2021. And, you know, I drove by a uh, golf course getting a coffee this morning before the beginning of our annual meeting. And it just, you know, the gates locked. It's just so frustrating to see. And especially for, you know, all of the 800 golf courses. And there's 1.8 million golfers. And, and I share their frustration. Um, and we will, but we will get this rectified soon. Yeah, uh, you know, we talk about how frustrating it is to be on a golf course when you uh, hit a bad ball uh, and a lot of people get frustrated enough to throw their clubs. How many of your members like wanted to break clubs when they found out <laughs> that the that the government was making this move on Friday? Yeah, yeah the, the number of, as you can imagine, uh, emails and texts and social posts. And, and I think that's the hardest part is because it's frustrating from them. And, and I'm struggling to understand it, mainly because we have been, as, a, as an industry, golfers, we all understand um, how valuable outdoor recreation is. It's golf, it's tennis, it's whatever it might be, how important that is to our physical and mental health. And we did everything right. And that's the most frustrating thing. Everybody knows that whether you're a facility or you're a golfer, we did everything right. And we, I keep saying today is we want to be part of the solution. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not just about golf, but we want to be part of that solution um, to get people to, you know, take a break for, for their mental and physical health. And, um, and we believe we are, we are um, ready and, uh, and we're willing to, ready to have everybody back. A lot of business gets done on the golf course. This was your annual meeting. Where do, what kind of uh, bones to pick and, and movement will we see from your members going, uh, you know, to communicating with the Ford government, uh, hoping for a reversal? Yeah. So we have a, we are golf group. So that's an industry group that, is a collective of all of the associations that represent, you know, the golf course superintendents, uh, the PGA professionals, golf course owners, um, and general managers, as well as, as Golf Ontario. And we have been working around the clock, and we have actually been doing that since March. So our, our, our efforts paid off, at least in keeping golf open um, through the shutdown and then through the emergency order. And, and this is a blip in the radar, and we will, we will get this fixed. But I can tell you that... Um, you know, when it comes to the movement, it's pretty inspiring. It's, we had a, we had a, a campaign out called golf is calling just to retain the amount of, of inspiring 
um, new golfers that were taking up the game. And, and it's now golfers are calling, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and I, it's inspiring to see. And it's just a, it's just a wonderful game for families. Um, it's naturally aligned to physical distancing um, and it's completely safe. Mike, before I let you go very quickly in 20 seconds or less, someone called and said, yeah, but people aren't wearing masks on golf courses. Can you tell us the protocols that you have in place for safety? Absolutely. First of all, all of our golf courses work closely with bylaw, closely with their public health unit, and are following all of the health protocols. That's what I can tell you, um, and, uh, and they will continue to do that. Mike, I wish you the best of luck. I know a lot of people uh, hoping for a tea time in the coming uh, weeks before May 20th. So uh, way to go on uh, putting the pressure on the government. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for having me.